Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. It's Pauline, and today I speak with Andrea, who has lived literally in the four corners of the world and is now back in the UK. So we're going to talk about this big expat journey, how she moved, and also the coming back to a sort of familiar place, how that's changed a lot in her life. Hi, Andrea, how are you? Hello, Pauline. I'm good, thank you. Lovely to have you today. Thank you very much. Fresh New Year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll let you introduce yourself briefly. Okay, perfect. Um, so yes, my name is Andrea. I'm originally from Northern Ireland. And I left 20 years ago. Wow, it's been a journey. So <laughs> it's been, yep, an expat for 20 years impressive <laughs> and so what are the um, the places that you've lived through your expat journey so um I started off with moving to Dubai when right. I was 21 um okay. so that's that's where I kind of started I was working in uh, the airport in Northern Ireland I was working at Belfast International and I met a girl um there who had actually just recently come back from Dubai Right. Um, and she had worked for the airlines out there, uh, Emirates mm. Airlines. So um, I was curious and, you know, she was telling me, you're young, you know, you're 20 years old, you know, if you want to see the world, it's great. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> and um, I actually looked up their website and I saw that they were coming to Dublin. And I thought, oh, oh yeah. you know what, I should apply and see how this goes. And um, it was all very exciting and they called me for an interview and I went with my mum and we went down to Dublin and I successfully passed so I thought and then I got a call to confirm it I felt very confident and uh, I was very excited I really then wanted to go and I didn't know a lot about Dubai because you know this was 2003 not many mm. people had even heard of Dubai um, right. We didn't have all the resources, internet, all those things for researching. So really, I was going in blind. I really hadn't, wow. actually, you know, and I hadn't <laughs> traveled to the Middle East before. I hadn't been to, you know, that region. But I was just going by the word of one girl that I trusted. And it was very exciting. So, yeah, I got the call um, that, you know, you're successful. And then I, I had just turned 21 then when I, I left a month after I turned 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was that was big quite, leap. Yes, a big leap. And my mom was crying. She's like, oh, my gosh. And I was just like, bye. I was super oh, excited <laughs> for this big adventure, you know. And I kept telling her the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, if I don't like it, you know, really don't like it, then I can always come back. Mm. But I need to yeah. try you know I need to go for it that's amazing that such a young age you were just like I'm gonna go and see what happens and that confidence and really it feels like how you're saying it it feels like there was absolutely no stress about moving exactly exactly that was it it was more exciting for me it was I had to do this I had to go on this big adventure and 
you know, my friend was saying, oh, you know, with Emirates, they fly to Australia. They, you know, you can go to Singapore. And for me, I was just thinking of all the destinations and all these Mm. exciting places I was going to get the opportunity to go to. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. Sounds very exciting. Had you traveled a lot before? Well, we had, I had been to the States once. I had been to New York because I have a cousin that lives there. And I had traveled mostly Europe. You know, it was Spain, Greece, uh, Malta, and the Canary Islands we would have traveled to. Um, But yeah, no, I had not been really further afield than that. Okay. So, And moving abroad, was that something that you had considered before talking to this girl that you met at the airport? um, I think I always did want to move somewhere, but I wasn't sure where. Okay. It was kind so of it was like, there deep down. Yes, it was there, but I didn't really know the route. For me, it was more like maybe I can just be a flight attendant and even join an airline in England and mm-hmm. be based in England and then, you know, go from there. It was more okay. I was always interested in the travel industry and I, I did right. leisure and tourism uh in college and I knew that I wanted to be in the airline industry, the tourism industry. Um, and that was before September 11th happened as well when I did that. So at that time, the airline industry was booming. Right. And it was very exciting. So I didn't really know where I wanted to go, where I wanted to live. But when this girl told me, you know, if you go with Emirates, you know, it's they give you, a, they put you up in accommodation. So you didn't have that to worry about. Yeah. You know, you have a couple of roommates, you know, there's people from all over the world. So you're not going to be alone because you'll be with these other people and you're all in the same boat so that kind of made me feel better and yeah. rent was you know rent's paid for and it's a tax-free salary and you get put in nice hotels when you go yeah. to these different destinations and I thought oh wow this is very exciting mm. yeah <laughs> clearly there are great advantages whatever it's I don't think you get the same conditions everywhere for sure yes exactly <laughs> okay so you took the leap moved how did it go like you're settling and did it meet expectations it did it was harder than I expected just because the training was very intense it was five weeks training um but I had um two really nice roommates I had um, a French roommate and I had one from England Mm. so it was really nice we all arrived at the same time so we were there for each other we went shopping to get things for the apartment, to make it homely, your TV, your basic stuff, yeah. you know. And I think that really helped because we were all in the same situation. Yeah. And then training was quite intense. And I remember crying a few times, like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, it's quite mm-hmm. difficult. And But, you know, after that, I did settle in. I was enjoying the sunshine. I loved being, I loved living in the sun. And I couldn't believe every time we would, you know, also they give you transport to work as well. So we would be on the bus going to the training center and I would be like, oh, it's sunny every day. It's so beautiful in the Mm -hmm. desert. And it was completely different from what I was used to, you know, and and then I just really started to appreciate, started to get my flights. And once I saw my first roster and I saw that I was going to Sydney and, you know, I had a flight to Cairo and different places, I was like, oh, that was it then yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was it yeah it did did take a while it did take a few months I would say to settle in and get used to not just a new job but a new environment Hmm. 
you know, that can be quite intimidating, especially if you haven't been somewhere before. You know, just taking a simple taxi somewhere yeah. and language barriers didn't happen too much because people did mostly speak English. But Dubai wasn't the way Dubai as we know it today. Yeah, it wasn't you know, it, as international yet, I guess. It was not. It was a lot of desert. It was a few malls. Right. It wasn't as developed still. Yes. And I also, we okay. lived in a sky rise. Um, we were, I, was, I think I was on floor 36. Wow. <laughs> so it was very, very high as well. So that was something to get used to being in an apartment, you know, mm. on this 36th floor. Sometimes you look out the window, all you see is clouds, you know, you're like, Wow. Um, I feel like I'm living in the sky and I, we actually lived on um, Sheikh Zayed Road at that time so it was you know it's a very famous road people who have been to Dubai would know Sheikh Zayed Road and yeah you would look out and you could see everything it was it was amazing and we had a pool as well <laughs> so that was nice when you were off so yeah getting used to new food as well because a lot of the time I was trying things that I'd never tried for the first time mm. I would say I was quite a picky eater and I would stick to what I knew. knew. Like I was telling my husband this recently, I tried guacamole for the first time at 21. In yeah, in Dubai, <laughs> in Dubai at a restaurant, I tried guacamole. I tried sour cream for the first time. I was, you know, exposed to so much variety of different foods mm. from all over the world with traveling and also living in Dubai. Yeah. Sure. So that was interesting. That made me not as picky and made me more adventurous with food. I actually really enjoyed doing that. So it did open up. So <laughs> it did. It did. It really did. Okay. And how long did you stay in Dubai and with Emirates? So I stayed there for four years okay. and then I decided that I needed a break. I needed the jet lag was catching up on me. Mm. I just, I was getting tired and I decided then that I would go back to Northern Ireland. Okay. So I went back to Northern Ireland with no plan. I knew that I did not want to stay in Northern Ireland, that it was hard for me, that I, I wanted to go somewhere else again. But I thought I'll go back, take a break, and then see what opportunities come up Yeah. for some other places. And that was really hard to settle back in. You know, I almost regretted it. Yeah, once I got back, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, did I make the right choice? You know, should I have done that? Um, yeah, I had to really think about my decision. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's tough coming back, especially when you don't know exactly where your next move is. It's very unsettling not having a direction, I feel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it is. And everybody... You know, I come from a small town where people are doing the same thing and very settled. And I always felt like the odd one out because I couldn't. Mm, I no, I had you know, ex, you know, I'd experienced so much. It changed me as a person that I thought, oh my gosh, now I don't even think I can settle in one place because you know I've been on the road for four years, staying in all different hotels, sometimes waking up and not even knowing what country I'm in you know you would wake up sometimes like oh my gosh where am I am I in Dubai oh no I'm in Johannesburg you know it was that, that type of lifestyle for four years so it's very difficult to just be still in one place right so where did life take you after that short stop in Northern Ireland <laughs> so um actually so I was looking at some of the other airlines that were coming and um I had an interview set up for um Gulf Air at that time and also 
Guitar Airways. Mm. So I actually went to the Guitar Airways interview because they actually um, came to Belfast. And when I went there and I spoke to them, they, they said to me with my experience that they thought that I should be a recruitment officer. So okay. instead of being a cabin crew, that I would actually mm. rec- rec- recruit cabin crew and travel that way. And I thought, oh wow, this is almost like a promotion. This is a yeah. this is very different. Like this sounds like it would be enjoyable. Like I should do that. So I said okay, and I ended up going to Doha, and I lived there for about a year. And Doha was quite difficult, actually. It was very different because. When I got to Doha, I was just left off at this apartment. It was dark. There was nobody there. It wasn't like when you're a cabin crew and you're almost, you know, you're taken care of and you're mm. you're almost babied. Like, here's where you go and here's the thing set up and here's a starter kit. I just walked in and I didn't, I don't even know if I had a bed sheet. I think I had oh, to wow. use a towel. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't know where I was. I had never been here before. I had no internet. I had no way to to call anybody. The guy just said, I'll pick you up in the morning. And I thought, oh my gosh. But thankfully then a girl come in and it ended up being my roommate who was an Egyptian girl. Hmm. And she was very sweet and very nice. And she was like, no, this is, you know, come with me tomorrow. And she really helped me. But I was like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm on, on my own here. Yeah, it was a real move where you actually have to like yes. settle yourself and find yes. everything, figure things and, out. And try to get a taxi by myself to the office. And, you know, and people, you know, at that time, it was very difficult to get around mm. Doha. It was where Dubai was, you know, not as established as it is now. Even Qatar is very different now than what it is, what it was then, you know. Yeah. So it was very, I find that really difficult at times. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, so that's why I probably only stuck it for a year. And I thought, no, no, I also got to travel to different places. It was amazing. Like I did get mm. really exciting to really exciting places as well, but I did find um, Qatar quite difficult to settle at that time. Yeah. So I left and went back to Northern Ireland again. Again? <laughs> yes. Home base. Yes. <laughs> At least you had a place. Exactly. My parents are like, okay, yes, come back. That's fine. So I said with my parents and I thought, this is not forever. This is just temporary until I find where I want to go again. You know, I'm still young. I still have these choices, you know. Each time you went back to figure things out at your parents moved again. Did you always move throughout the airlines or at some point did you shift career or industry and find it? move in a different sort of condition then so at that point no I stuck with the airlines I stuck with what I knew but I knew that I wanted to go back to flying I you know I okay. missed the actual you know being cabin crew so then I decided okay look and research again what airlines that I could you know apply for and that's that that's what took me to Abu Dhabi after that so I did go back to the UAE okay and I thought you know Abu Dhabi will be good because it's in the UAE which I know and I know that I like it there and it's near Dubai and I still had friends in Dubai. So I applied for um, an airline in Abu Dhabi, I applied for Etihad and I got that. And then, yeah, I ended up in Abu Dhabi where I actually ended up staying the longest in any place was that was Abu Dhabi. So I, yeah, I was in the airline there for three and a half years. 
And then I met my husband, who's now my husband. I met him there. He was working there as well. Then at that point, I decided just to leave the industry because it was, yes, because it got really difficult for me and him. He, you know, he would only get weekends off. Um, I was only, you know, working weekends. Um, yeah. It was really, really difficult. We weren't getting to see each other. Yeah, agendas. <laughs> it just, yeah, it did not work anymore. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, you know, maybe it's time to hang the wings up and maybe try something else. And at that point, I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, career-wise. So I did join a company in Abu Dhabi that did promotions because I did some promotions with Etihad. Hmm. Um, and I had ex- I loved doing promotions. I loved the experience. So I thought, okay, I'll do a bit of promotional work for different companies, and I did that on and off, and really enjoyed it. So you you said so you met you met your uh, partner husband in Abu Dhabi, and I guess you you guys moved together later on. For you, how was it different moving on your own terms alone and moving with your husband? It's a lot different. So my son was born in Abu Dhabi and after that, so we spent two years of his life in Abu Dhabi and then we thought, okay, let's, you know, make a change, you know, so we decided to go, my husband's American and then we decided, okay, let's go to the US and live there. And I have to say, it's a lot different when you move with somebody because you're not as, it's not as lonely it's mm. not as frightening and you know you have that support okay I would say it's much easier to do it with somebody than it is on your own right um because it can be very lonely moving alone yeah, and you have course. to make a real effort of meeting people and mm. you know even even with my husband I still have always made an effort to meet new people and reach out because I think that's important yeah, it was it was good. We moved together and it was a little bit I find that move was actually really quite difficult because he was working um and then I was at home with a two year old and I couldn't drive really at that point. I was scared right. to drive in the US actually. Okay. We were in we were in Orlando, Florida. And to be honest with you, I haven't really driven in the States. I find it I, I never had to drive. That was the thing as well. I didn't have to drive yeah. in the UAE because yeah. taxis are so cheap they to get from A to B. Yeah. They take you everywhere, and you know, I thought to myself, I don't want to. I don't need to get a car. I would only mm. drive when I would go back to Northern Ireland. That was the only yeah. time that I would really drive. <laughs> yeah, I so I was kind of you know stuck at home with my son and not able to really meet people and get out and about. So I actually find that quite difficult there. Mm. So I was planning to then, you know, I have to, you know, start practicing to drive and, you know, I need to, there you would have to do um, a driving a test bit, as well. Yeah, be a, be yeah. a bit more free and independent. Yes, because yeah. there it's so big that you can't, well, you can't, there's no public yeah. transport. You have to be able to drive. That's the yeah. thing. And that was quite daunting for me because, so yeah, we, at that time, our plan was to stay in Florida, but that okay. actually didn't. That, was, that, didn't, that didn't happen yeah <laughs> so you guys you you mentioned you moved to Australia and Japan 
Yes. So after that, my husband came in with an idea one day and he said, how would you like to move to Australia? And I was like, what? Oh my God. (laughs) We've been given this opportunity with his work, you know, how would you like to, you know, move to the other side of the world? And I thought, oh my gosh, I never imagined living in Australia before. And I knew that my mother would not be very happy with that because it's too far it's her whole thing it's too far you know it's Australia's too far but I kept trying to explain to her it wasn't forever it was an experience it was only Mm going to be for a few years and you know we had to take this opportunity to you know experience living in Australia why not you know so I'm just curious so U.S. your husband is American so obviously maybe for him it was a completely different experience moving back but Australia and both Japan did the two of you experience it differently? I would say the difference with me and uh, my husband is that well because he's going for his work then he's working mm. he he's working with other Americans where a lot of the time I wouldn't even meet another Irish person you right. know Australia was a little bit different because there's a lot of Irish people there. And I did end up meeting a girl one day who was actually, she was from Northern Ireland and it ended up small world, but her husband, actually his mom and my mom went to school together and we're neighbors. Yeah. Funny. You know, when you talk about a small world, it it ended up being a small world where I was like, no way we're in Australia and this is happening. But that was the only time really it was Australia where there was more Irish people and I had friends from different parts of the world it, it was a really good expat um community there mm. so it was again very easy I didn't drive in Australia yeah. I was able we lived in the city of um it was a place called Newcastle which is a few hours from Sydney and we had these beautiful beaches on our doorstep and wow. we just took public transport everywhere we the bus Mm. stop was outside the train you could take the train to Sydney so we spent quite a bit of time you know just going for a weekend to Sydney for me that was that was a beautiful experience living there and quite easy yeah it sounds very easy to settle in I feel like it's always the feedback that I've had is yeah there's cultural differences but it's so laid back that you just yes it's a smooth ride. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, you just go with the flow and everything. The only thing that's challenging about Australia is the fact that it is just so far. Mm. You know, that was a thing. Like, I was trying to plan to go back to see my parents. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so far. All yeah. this traveling with, at that time, my son was four. And I yes. thought, oh, my gosh, it's just so far. Yeah. But then, I, you know, I knew that we weren't going to be there for a long time. It was going to be a few years. And just, I think as well, when you know that you're only going to stay somewhere for a couple of years, my attitude is you have to make the best of mm. every day. Yeah. Because it's it. not forever. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you actually get out and yeah. about, make the effort. I think that helps when you actually have a date rather than you go and you're not quite sure. Although it is nice not to have that plan and just see how things go. But there is that risk where you're like, oh, I can just push that to later. And you end up constantly being in that in between of I'm not fully enjoying. I don't really know if I'm staying and settling, which is a sort of gray area that's difficult to navigate. And I feel like in a way you don't necessarily make the most and you don't completely settle, but you don't 
even look to leave or continue it's it's strange strange zone it is a strange zone because you meet people you meet friends and then you you kind of tell them you know oh we're not going to be here forever Mm. so people know the effort yes Mm. yes and that's the thing you know but I have to say the friends that I have met living in different places I do try to stay in touch with them as much as possible um we always make an effort it's not all the time because people you know the time differences and people you know we're busy with our own lives but Mm. I always consider those people uh, like I will see you again at some point at somewhere in the world yes yeah, and it was great living good. in Australia too because you know we made we we actually traveled to Fiji. We went mm. on a vacation to Fiji and New Caledonia, and those were places that we thought we may never go again. We may as well go while yeah. we're living here in this part of the world. So that was really nice to do something different. Well, so we thought we we really have to take advantage of living in this part of the world because it's not yeah, so easy sure. to access from some you know somewhere else. Okay, I'm gonna skip a little bit forward. Um, you've recently moved back to England, so it's close to home, but not completely. After all that, those wild trips. I mean, between Australia, the US, there's Japan. Also, we didn't mention it. Um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. How did you approach this move back to England, and how is the settling in going? So. I would say England was a little bit harder than some of the other places. And also I find that my drive to see the place, you know, like I said before, when I know that it's temporary, I get out and about and I Mm. really try to see what there is to see. But here I'm a bit more relaxed. I don't feel the urge to have to go out and explore as much. And what was a little bit difficult for me too is like challenging large roundabouts again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that really that even though I like I'm not as advanced again with the driving thing you have to be able to drive here but you know for me challenging the large roundabouts and stuff I'm like oh you know I don't like that and I try to avoid that and I find actually driving in Japan which sounds crazy actually easier Really? I lived in northern Japan, so it wasn't Tokyo. Okay. Tokyo would be a different story oh, or yeah. one of the major Tokyo, cities. you don't need a car. You Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. That's a nice thing. You would just take public transport. But northern Japan, where we lived in the Amori region, oh, I was out all the time in the car. I would say to my son, let's go. And especially during the pandemic when you were stuck, um, mm. you know, we couldn't travel. You know, we just had to stay locally. And I knew again that that was only for a few years. We would go everywhere and I find it really easy to drive. Okay. And people think I'm crazy. They're like, what, Japan was easy? And I'm, I'm like, yeah. Because also <laughs> people are very courteous there. And, and, and more disciplined. <laughs> yes, yes, they're very disciplined. Yeah. They're courteous. They know that you're not from there. So they're mm-hmm. kinder. We're here. I'm getting beat at a few times. People have no patience. Like yesterday, I was trying to let somebody go. I'm like, I'll be nice. You know, the traffic's crazy and I'm getting beeped at. And I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, I'm not used to this. So yeah, I would say that. But one thing that we're loving about living in England, um, you know, I've got to go back to Northern Ireland uh, twice already since we moved here in July. Um, I like being close, closer to my family. Mm -hmm. I love having all the traveling 
you know, I've sort of had to move away and moved all these different parts of the world to really appreciate Europe. Like I okay. love, yeah, Europe for me, I, I, there's, I have a different appreciation for it. And when it was on my doorstep, I didn't take advantage of all these amazing mm. countries and places already. I've went to three new countries. Wow. <laughs> three new countries that I'd never been to before because my husband loves traveling too. He's as crazy as I am. And we're like, let's go to Sweden for the new year. Why mm. not? We have an opportunity. We have, you know, budget airlines that are very, very affordable to get around. So that's what one thing that I'm absolutely loving about being in England more than anything. <laughs> so that's one of the drivers now that you found. <laughs> yes, that is one of the drivers. It's it's always, you know, planning, especially because during the pandemic, you know, I didn't leave Japan for two years. Mm. Um, they made it really difficult to get back yeah, into the country and oh, it was complete, completely closed. And I thought, you know what? I don't want the hassle. There wasn't that many airlines at the time. There was only a few flights to the States. I thought, okay, I'm just going to take advantage of Japan, see what I can as much as possible. Of, and then once we get to Europe, that's it. Yeah. So you took opportunities. Yeah. You seized all the opportunities in each country, it sounds. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's I definitely try to do that. And England's been great. You know, the weather is much better than I anticipated. You know, people talk about the weather not being great. There's a blue sky today. It's maybe it's the like part of you. England. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting it so much. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is that this part of England. You know, we're we're near Cambridge. Um, you know, so. The weather here is actually really nice. I go to Ireland and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, the it weather hurts, here, yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so bad. So I'm not going to complain about English weather too no. much because I haven't had a bad experience of it yet. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always happy to have a blue sky for sure. <laughs> exactly. Blue sky always puts a smile on your face. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been in England for quite a few months now. Uh, what would be your recommendations? So I would say, so we live near Cambridge. Um, right. And that was actually my first time going to Cambridge. So we love going there. And they've got really nice restaurants and bars in Cambridge. But one that we discovered was the Punter. Okay. And that is really, really cute, really good food, great ambience. And then one thing I would say it's hard to get here it would be a good burger so it is yeah it's hard to get a good burger so I would say they have a place called Honest Burger and we had it when we first arrived and we were in London yeah so they have a few of them around there's it's a chain but you can't get them everywhere it's only certain parts of England that you can get it but London we had it the first time and also I have a gluten intolerance so it's very difficult it's very difficult sometimes Uh, Honest Burger has great gluten-free choices and all their sauces are gluten-free. So that is usually our go-to. Plus my son's obsessed with burgers. He just started <laughs> liking them. He just started liking burgers a year ago. He's quite a picky eater. So we love that place as well. Okay. The Punter and Honest Burger, right? Honest Burger, yep. What would be either a bar or a cafe? A bar or cafe, you know, well, I would say, so where they do punting, um, there is a really cool bar there. You can go grab a drink, and especially in the summertime, you can. It's a very small bar, but you can grab a drink there and come out and just watch everybody punting, and that's really cool. We enjoy okay. doing that. 
And finally, what is your, so carte blanche would be a spot of your choice. It can be really anything. I would say, well, I did, I did sign up with a gym recently. It's called Banatine and that's really, really nice. So I actually went to yoga yesterday. I love yoga and also body pump. I'm training for 40, as they say, <laughs> trying to get better. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, we'll link them in the comments as usual. So if you're around, you can go check out the places. And finally, what would be your expat song with all those travels? <laughs> oh, I do like Desert Rose from Sting. Oh. I like, uh, maybe because it reminds me of the Dubai days. And um, mm. we used to hear it when we were in training. Um, one Egyptian guy, he would always play it. <laughs> and yeah so I would say that's my expat song that that makes me happy and takes me back to a time when well I guess I was you know starting life being adventurous Adventure. yeah <laughs> it's the beginning of the journey <laughs> exactly it was the beginning of the journey so that's my song yeah well thank you so much Andrea for sharing your story and all those adventures that started pretty young and I am amazed how by how many countries and cities you've done and how you continued like still traveling after with your husband and, and family. It's quite impressive. Um, Thank you. So guys, as usual, if you enjoyed the episode, please put a rating on Apple or Spotify. It really does help. And as usual, you can find the updates on Instagram. Thank you very much, Pauline. <laughs>